0: This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Our story today is a sweet, sleepy tale featuring Little Bear and his grandpa from Little Bear Goes Over the Hill. This time, they go on an adventure to see the stars. Let's hear it. It's called Little Bear Sees the Stars. Take it away, Wren. Remember, there are no pictures. You'll have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. It all began on a gorgeous, vivid day in late summer. Little Bear was napping in his den in the middle of a dream. About blueberry tarts. The blueberry tarts had legs for some reason and were dancing, all in a line, kicking up their inexplicable legs in unison. At first, they were just dancing, but then they began to sing. Wake up, little bear, little bear. bear. The blueberry tarts' voices voices grew deeper and deeper until they did not sound at all like blueberry tarts should sound. In fact, they sounded a lot more like Grandpa Bear lifted Little Bear clear out of bed and shook him awake. "'Little Bear, wake up, Little Bear. Grandpa, get up, Lazy Bones. "'There are adventures to be had, thrills to chase, berries to eat, rivers to cross.'" Grandpa had dropped Little Bear and was shuffling around the den, gesticulating with his paws. Little Bear closed his eyes against the sunlight Some days were made for napping. This was one of them. Grandpa would take the hint, but he did not take the hint. Grandpa was caught up in his own musings about the possibilities for the day. And what about rafting? We could raft. I've been known to raft. When he turned to see Little Bear back in bed... A tight coil of dark brown fur. Ah! Grandpa strode to the bed and, in one swoop, plucked up his grandson, heaved him over his shoulder, and bounded out of the den. Hey! Little Bear squealed from Grandpa's shoulder. Grandpa, you are cubnapping me. I am doing no such thing. Your mother's gone out. I'm in charge today, Grandpa said proudly and set Little Bear on the forest floor where he blinked his eyes against the bright afternoon. There has to be some kind of law against this. Nap interruption is just wrong. Ha ha, Grandpa guffawed, amused by his grandson's irritation. Let's go. We have a day to make. The two bears ambled through the summer forest, breathing in the scent of wild flowers, of leafy green plants all around. Some invisible little bit of pollen or weed drifted to little bear's nose. Ah-choo! See, Grandpa? I'm allergic to adventure. I should really be in bed. Grandpa only smiled Little Bear might have sounded annoyed But in truth, he was delighted He loved when Grandpa came to visit As they went, with no plan except to spend the day together Little Bear peppered his grandfather with questions Grandpa, will I be as big as you? Yes When, Grandpa? What month? How could I possibly know which month? That's much too specific. But I know it will be on a Tuesday, Grandpa said with a grin. They reached the river, where the water was cool and the fish plentiful. They splashed around for a while, then caught some fish and sat eating on a large flat rock. Grandpa Yes. Why do you have those white whiskers round your chin? Because I'm old. Will I have those some day? Yes. Grandpa, tell me about what was different when you were my age. Grandpa thought for a moment. Then he sniffed the air and pulled little bear beneath his arm. Shh Little Bear, don't move. People are coming. Two men emerged from the trees on the other side of the river. They had fishing poles slung over their backs. Little Bear huddled close to Grandpa, but he wasn't afraid. This had happened before. Little Bear had learned that the people were even more afraid of bears than bears were of people. But it made Grandpa uneasy. And he held Little Bear close. The two bears watched as the men set up their fishing equipment, oblivious to their wild onlookers. Then, Little Bear started sniffing. Little Bear, shh. I, Grandpa, I I feel another. No, no. Ah-choo. Sneeze coming on. Oh, dear. The small sneeze was enough. The men looked up, suddenly aware that they were surrounded by life all around. Ah, look at that. Two of them. Come on, they could cross this river in a snap. And with that, the men grabbed their things and dashed away along the river, around a bend. The bears couldn't help but laugh. Grandpa, why do they run so funny? They don't even use their arms. Little Bear said, shaking his head. Grandpa sniffed the air once more, then gave a sharp nod. Come on, let's gather berries. Grandpa, Little Bear said, as they ambled through the summer forest. Why didn't they see us at first? Do they have bad vision? Awful, nothing like ours. The two of them ate berries for an hour from their favorite patch in the waning light as the sun sank low in the sky beyond the trees. He does much as you can, little bear. Winter will be here before you know it. In the middle of that lush forest in the height of summer, it was difficult to imagine winter ever arriving. Still, Little Bear filled up with berries. Grandpa hunkered down nearby. His mind kept going to the people, and every now and then he scanned the area to see if more had arrived. Grandpa and Little Bear were in a wooded area that bordered a neighborhood, with houses and street lamps and people riding bicycles. It was a quiet neighborhood but if you followed the road to its end, you came to a town. It was easy for the bears to forget how close they were to the people, but in spring and summer, hikers like to explore the trails and rolling hills to take in the sights and perhaps get a photo of a real live bear. After a long while of eating berries— the sun slipped beneath the trees and it turned from late, late in the day to the earliest part of night. Little Bear looked up at the pink streaked sky. Grandpa, look! Look at that bright star! Wow! But looking up at the sky, Grandpa thought back on Little Bear's question from earlier in the day. The one he'd never answered. Little Bear, Grandpa said, putting an arm around his grandson. You asked me what things were like when I was a young bear. Oh, yes. Tell me, Grandpa. Please tell me. Come. Sit. Grandpa gestured to a fallen log covered in bright green moss. The two of them sat there together and looked up at the sky. There were more stars, little bear. Are you sure? Let me count. One, two, three. Grandpa smiled as his grandson kept counting. Twenty-seven. Twenty-eight, twenty-nine. twenty-nine. "'There, that faint one. "'I see twenty-nine stars, Grandpa. "'That's a lot.' "'Grandpa was silent for a moment. "'When I was a cub, "'you could look up and see thousands of stars.' "'Little Bear cocked his head, "'skepticism written all over his furry little face.' Grandpa laughed. It's true. Where did they go, Grandpa? See those lights there, Grandpa said, gesturing with a paw over the tree line. Those lights are from the town. The town? Yes. What do the lights have to do with the stars? They make the stars more difficult to see. How? To see thousands of stars, little bear. You need darkness, true darkness. True darkness, Little Bear said, wondering what that might be like. Grandpa Bear was quiet for a moment, thinking. Then he said, Little Bear, I'm going to take you to see the stars, thousands of stars. How will we travel back in time? Not quite. We'll travel deep into the forest, where the town's lights don't reach. (gasps) Can we go now, Grandpa? Soon. Do you promise, Grandpa? Little Bear looked up at his grandfather with big, trusting eyes. I promise. It was late. Time to get back to the den. Grandpa and Little Bear ambled home through the moonlit trees in the warm night air. Little Bear spent the next few weeks eating. His mother dragged him from his cozy bed each day to forage in the forest to fatten him up before the lean months. Do we have to go again? I'm tired of eating. Not enough sleeping. "'Come now, little bear. Winter will be here before you know it.' Little Bear grudgingly agreed, but all the while, as he plucked berries from the vines, rolled countless rocks in order to find insects hiding beneath, pulled roots from the ground, and caught crayfish in the river, he was thinking about the stars.' He'd tried over and over to imagine what Grandpa had described. You could look up and see thousands of stars. But he couldn't picture it in his mind. In early fall, Grandpa visited. It felt like forever since they'd seen each other. Grandpa! Oh, my little bear. Not so little anymore, I see. I'm tired of eating. All I do is eat. I have no time to do anything else. Ah, so you've taken a break from complaining, then? Oh, Grandpa, I can always make time for that. When can we see the stars? Grandpa frowned. Soon, little bear. I have to attend a fireside evening circle tonight. There's much to discuss about fall preparations. Winter will be here before you know it. Grandpa stayed for lunch by the river. Little Bear impressed him with the number of muscles he gathered. Not for the first time, Grandpa thought about how fast his little grandson was growing. Too fast. And before long, well before dark, Grandpa hugged Little Bear goodbye. But the stars, Grandpa... Soon, my little bear, soon. Fall is a busy time in a bear's life. Every waking moment must be spent foraging for food, building up fat stores for the long winter. The leaves turned golden, burnt orange, and the color of rust. The sun got out of bed later and retired earlier. The nights were cool and crisp. Grandpa visited here and there, but always in a rush. There were always things to do and places to be. It seemed the elder bears had many votes to take and committees to form and reports to present before winter rushed in. The stars, Grandpa? Little Bear would ask as Grandpa hugged him goodbye. Soon, Little Bear, soon. The sunlit hours dwindled, but to Little Bear the days seemed longer than ever. Every time he stopped to look up at the sky or to catch falling leaves on his nose or to watch a line of ants creeping over a log, he heard, Little Bear, get back to eating. Across the forest... Grandpa's days seemed to slip through his paws. So packed were they with meetings and committees on top of all the foraging he had to do. Each night as he went to sleep, his mind ran over everything he'd have to do in the morning. On a cold night, two weeks after Grandpa Bear had last visited his young grandson, he twitched awake at the sound of an owl calling out in the darkness. Even in the warmth of his den, he shivered. Grandpa sat up. He felt a new, deeper chill in the air and suddenly in his gut he knew winter had arrived. His own words echoed in his mind. Winter will be here before you know it. Little Bear's words came to him then. Do you promise, Grandpa? Grandpa Bear bounded out of his bed, out of his den, and into the forest. Outside, the sky was a dark haze. The moon was invisible. Grandpa Bear felt a pit form in his stomach as he took in the thin layer of dark woolly clouds, masking the sky, hiding the stars. The wind was blustery and cold. It pushed against him, as if trying to tell him to go back, return to his comfortable den. Grandpa continued on through the forest, ignoring the chill, Ignoring the clouded sky, he had to at least try. Winter was at his doorstep. Soon, Grandpa was at Little Bear's doorstep. Little Bear was deep in a dream about the blueberries on Old Blue Hill. It was summer, and the hill was empty of bears and of people. The blueberries were there, blanketing the hill just for him. Yummy, yummy, yummy in your tummy, tummy, tummy. Yummy, yummy, yummy in your tummy, tummy, tummy. Mmm, blueberries, Little Bear murmured, turning over in his bed. As he did so, his nose hit up against something. He blinked his eyes open. He was nose to nose. With Grandpa, ah, Grandpa, you scared me. Where did you what What are you doing here, little bear? shivered at the new chill in the air, and suddenly he knew why Grandpa was there in his den, in the middle of the cold night, interrupting his dream, the stars, I promised, didn't I? Grandpa took Little Bear's paw and together they ambled out of the den, past Little Bear's mother who was not thrilled with this unplanned outing. When the great winter sleep was calling, Don't be too long. We won't. Just long enough. The two bears headed into the forest. The wind came in bitter gusts. Through the leafless trees, Grandpa walked just ahead of little Bear, shielding him from the worst of it. The air had a wet bite to it that hadn't been there yesterday. As they plodded over fallen leaves, away from their usual stomping grounds, Grandpa glanced up at the sky. He felt his stomach drop seeing the steel-wool clouds cloaking the stars how had he let so many days slip through his paws how had the hour become so late winter will be here before you know it the cold truth of it made him shiver they trudged onward little bear was oblivious to the cloudy sky he peppered his grandfather with questions grandpa Why are people always staring at those little rectangles like there's something magic inside them? There's not. I can assure you of that. Not the good kind, at least. After a while, Little Bear fell silent. The bears focused on clambering over rocks and fallen logs, across streams and through dense trees. Every now and then, Grandpa glanced at the sky, but it was unchanged. Once they were away from the lights of the town, without the moon and without the stars, the darkness became absolute. Little Bear could no longer see Grandpa, so he stayed close, right on his heels, for the remainder of the trip. At last, Grandpa slowed to a stop. "'Let's, uh, let's take a break here,' he said, grasping Little Bear's paw in his own. He guided Little Bear to a boulder and helped him climb up, then scrambled up after him. This was their final stop, the place Grandpa Bear had planned to take his grandson.' the place where they could best view the stars. But he couldn't bring himself to say it out loud, because the sky was grey and blank. It felt as though the hike to get there had been much too quick. They hadn't given the sky nearly long enough to open. Grandpa thought of all the clear nights there had been, Since that night, he'd made his promise to his grandson. His stomach twisted with regret. Sebastian told me he's not doing the great winter sleep this year. Oh, really? He says he's going to stay up all winter long, like the hares. Does he know there's barely anything to eat in the winter? Grandpa said, forgetting about the sky, the stars, enjoying this sweet moment with his grandson before a long stretch of dark months. He told me he's going to survive on enthusiasm. Grandpa laughed. Oh, is he? Well, let's check back with him in March and see how he... Grandpa, look. Grandpa Bear looked over at his grandson, who was staring up, his mouth open in an O. Grandpa turned his eyes to follow Little Bear's. He felt a shiver run through him, but it wasn't from the cold. The steel wool clouds were gone. In their place were thousands of stars Grandpa felt Little Bear grab onto his paw and his eyes grew misty It's wonderful when you discover you're not too late They laid down in the boulder and stared up at the starry night saying nothing for a long time just taking in the twinkling beauty above after a while after it seemed as if they'd inspected each and every star grandpa said there's one more thing I want to show you that's when grandpa showed his grandson the bears in the sky now follow my paw as I trace See that? That's the bear's head. The neck. The body. Do you see it? I do. Well, that one. The big one. That's me. And that one there. See it? That's you. I look very skinny, Grandpa. Well, that's how you'll look when you wake up in spring. Little bear laughed, knowing it was true. Grandpa gave Little Bear a squeeze. You can always look up and find us side by side. Little Bear thought for a moment. But don't stars move, Grandpa? They do. But you should be able to find us up there all year. Just look for the brightest star, that one. That one will guide you. The two of them stayed like that, watching the stars, little bear committing the bears to memory, until the wind picked up and seemed to prod them off the flat rock. The return trip felt longer to Grandpa than the journey there. He felt a sense of peace settle over him as he trudged back through the starlit woods with his grandson trailing behind him. The trip felt much too quick for Little Bear, who understood the great winter sleep awaited him at home. He would have dawdled to stretch out the journey, but the freezing wind pushed him home. They reached Little Bear's den Just as the sun rose behind the trees, Mother Bear was waiting, and she hugged them both, relieved. Not too long, huh? Grandpa Bear grinned. It was time for him to go. Have a good winter sleep, little bear. Don't go, Grandpa. We'll be together again in the spring. And in the sky. Yes. In the sky. Always in the sky. As Little Bear nestled into his bed for his big sleep, in his cozy den, he thought of the stars and of the bears in the sky, and he yawned heartily. He would sleep soundly, and he would dream of spring. I hope someday you find true darkness so that you can see the stars too little stories for tiny people is written performed and produced by me ria pector my in-house tech director peter k runs my website and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy Thank you to my Little Stories Premium subscribers who make it possible for me to keep doing this. I will be posting a sleep edition of this story on Little Stories for Sleep, an exclusive bedtime podcast for premium subscribers. If you'd like to join Little Stories Premium and get more of the stories you love, you can visit littlestoriespremium.com. Thank you to Wren, the super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you, as always, for listening in.